Now at Core Plus, we've got the director of our mortgage lending program. Any of our members could get her on the telephone and get a return call within probably same day. You know, and that's the person that runs the mortgage lending at Core Plus. If you call up a national lender, are you going to be able to speak to the key decision maker? I don't think so. It's not going to happen. So with local financial institutions, you, know, you have access to the staff, you have access to caring and compassionate people that live and work in the same community that you do. And you know, I, I think that's important and I can't stress that enough. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. In 1936, 27 people came together at the Oregon Hotel in Norwich to pool their $15 in assets and form the Norwich Teachers Credit Union. Today, Core Plus has 27,000 members with $260 million in assets. Today, I'm speaking with Ray Courier, the Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President of Core Plus Credit Union. We'll talk about the importance of banking locally, the value of being a member, and especially why banking local is important in challenging times. Let's learn from Ray Courier. So I'm here today with Ray Courier. He's the Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President of Core Plus Federal Credit Union. How are you doing today, Ray? I'm doing wonderful. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Um, so I wanted to start by uh, just asking a little bit about yourself and how you got to to where you are. So, so how did you get started in your career, and then how did it lead to being the COO and EVP there? You know, sometimes the, the path that you get put on, it's just a, remarkable when you look back as to how it started. You know, mine started uh, back when I was in college, actually. And, you know, I think I had aspirations of perhaps going to New York City and working on Wall Street. And, you know, that was my goal when I went into college and started my degree in finance. And, you know, as any like anybody during college, you're trying to work odd jobs. You're trying to make as much money as you can. And I did a lot of lawn mowing and landscaping and construction and worked at a restaurant. And one of the customers that I had for landscaping happened to be a branch manager of a local credit union. And in talking to her about her job and what she did, I found it interesting. And she invited me. It was actually interesting. She didn't even interview me. She just said, do you want to come work for me during the summer? You know, I'll put you on the teller line. And, you know, that would probably be a, a lot nicer environment working in an air conditioned office instead of, uh, you know, flipping burgers at a local restaurant. Or, so I grabbed that opportunity. And when I got there, it, it opened my eyes to all the different things that went on inside a financial institution. And it just drew my interest. So I stayed there every summer and, uh, you know, vacations from college and I worked and when I got out of college, you know, I think I had a big head on my shoulders. I had a degree and, and I figured, well, you know, if they're not going to offer me a management job, then, you know, I got to go do something else because I got this piece of paper. So it says I, in my mind, I should be a manager. <laughs> so I left for a year and I did sales for a year and I realized that I didn't really like that. And I called that lady back up and I said, you know, I'm ready for a credit union career. So I went back, I humbled myself, and I started right back on that teller line where I started. And I quickly started moving through other departments and you know, getting to learn different aspects of the business. And you know, I ended up staying with that credit union for about 11 years uh, before I moved to Core Plus. And when I left there, I was the assistant vice president of marketing. And I, when I came to Core Plus, I came in as the chief operating officer based on all of the experience that I had learned. 
but it's just amazing how sometimes you you run into somebody that helps steer your path, you know, the path that you you go down. And you know, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for a lot of good managers and people that I work for. You know, there's been a lot of good people that have mentored me over the years that have taught me how to do things and how to be a good leader. Uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to work for people that were great leaders, people that were terrible leaders, and it really helps shape who you are. You know, as long as you can focus on all the good things and, and just take in as much information as you can and learn, uh, really helps to develop your skill sets. And that's, you know, kind of an abbreviated version of how I got to where I'm at today. So I've been with Core Plus for 15 years. As I mentioned, I started as the chief operating officer. When I came in, I had responsibility for the, the branches and lending. And now in my position as executive vice president, I work very closely with the CEO on the strategy and the, you know, the overall operations of the entire organization. So what exactly does the title executive vice president mean? Uh, in our organization, it means I'm second in charge of the credit union. Okay. Uh, you know, so, you know, if the CEO is absent, you know, I run the organization, uh, if he's on vacation or, or out, and I, you know, I like to think we really do a good, great job of working together. We're a great team. You know, with Core Plus, uh, Core Plus is a nonprofit financial institution, so we don't run real heavy on senior management and big salaries. Uh, you know, we try to run the organization as lean as possible so we can uh, do what nonprofits do and, and or not-for-profits do and give back as much as you can to the membership. So, you know, from an executive management team here at Core Plus, you know, we don't have six or seven people. It's... Uh, Really, the executive team consists of myself and the CEO, and we have a vice president of human resources. And then under that, we've got a, a couple of director-level jobs. We've got a finance director. We've got an IT director. And we've got a wonderfully talented uh, team of uh, AVPs that run our lending and run all of our back office operations and our branches. So it's you know that's a little bit about the structure of Core Plus as well. Interesting. Uh, and, and so... As a credit union, what, what separates a credit union from a bank? What's the, the differences? Well, you know, definitely when you compare a credit union to some of the big banks, you know, the Bank of America's, the big national banks, you know, we're just dramatically different because, you know, they are for-profit banks, you know, really designed to satisfy their shareholders. And as a credit union, uh, our shareholders are our members. Our members are our owners. We have a volunteer board of directors. So the only people that profit from the credit union is the membership. And I like to say the way that people profit, the way that the members profit from the credit union is really through their patronage. So the more that you do with the credit union, I'd like to think the more that, you know, the more benefit that you get from the relationship. You know, credit unions typically strive to have uh, better deposit rates. We strive to have lower loan rates. And, you know, that doesn't mean we don't have to make a profit. We certainly do make a profit. And the profit is put into uh, building the capital, the strength and health of the organization uh, to help us weather storms like the storm we're in now with this pandemic. And then we invest a great deal in technology. Uh, so if you look at the technology that Core Plus has, it's the same. We run actually the same 
core processing system as as you know the multi-billion dollar liberty bank here in connecticut mm -hmm. same system and we have you know the same internet banking capabilities that a lot of the big players have so we you know we really invest in the technology uh you know when you compare core plus to some of the local banks you know again we're we're just a little bit different uh you know from some of the local partners here in eastern connecticut uh, again, we have a volunteer board of directors. Any of the directors at the local banks are paid. They receive a paycheck for uh, their governance uh, of the organization where we're all volunteer. And you know, they are still a for-profit entity. We're a not-for-profit entity. Interesting. And now, so how did Core Plus get started? Because I know a lot of the, the credit unions started with specific specific uh, purview and have expanded since. Yeah, so so you know, what's the roots of Core Plus? Our roots uh, go back to teachers, actually, and it goes back to 1936. So we've been around for 84 years. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, or maybe in my career, uh, we'll celebrate our, our 100th anniversary. Uh, but we started out in Norwich, Connecticut, as the Norwich, Connecticut Teachers Credit Union. And you started with 27 people that got together at the Warrigan Hotel in Norwich, and they had uh, accumulated savings of $15, and that's what started what we know as, as Core Plus today. You know, Core Plus has had a pretty remarkable history over the past 84 years. You know, from 1936 to 1964, the credit union grew from that $15 starting deposits up to about $100,000. And then 10 years later in 1974, uh, we, we hit a million dollars in deposits. There's been a number of mergers along the way. Uh, and you know, one of the biggest ones was in 1981 that Norwich Teachers Credit Union uh, combined with the Pequot Teachers Credit Union to form what was known as Norwich Pequot Teachers Credit Union. And you know, we were known as Norwich Pequot Teachers Credit Union all the way up until 2001 when the name was changed to Core Plus. Uh, I joined Core Plus in 2005, so I wasn't around for, you know, the discussions on why the name changed. But, you know, just uh, our research through history, uh, the credit union was preparing to become a community charter. So the credit union served basically teachers exclusively, you know, and maybe family members of teachers from 1936 all the way up until 2004. In 2004, the credit union got a community charter which allowed the credit union to serve anyone who lives, works, or worships in Eastern Connecticut, both New London and Wyndham counties. So, like I said, there was a number of mergers along the way, you know, that helped the credit union grow to what we are today. You know, the last merger that we did was back in 2018. We merged in Connecticut Community Credit Union, which was a, a credit union over in Pawkatuck, Connecticut. And, you know, as we stand today from 1936 up to present, you know, we're now $260 million in assets. And, you know, we started with 27 members. Today we serve 27,000 members. That's quite a few. Um, and, and so, so most of the, the work you've been doing has been more on the, the consumer residential side. Um, but we were talking before you were saying that you're starting to expand into um, get a little bit more into business as well? Yeah, you know, we had in our strategic plan this year to start reaching out and serving the small businesses with lending and deposit products. 
we were really excited to get going on that. And then this pandemic came along and, uh, you know, we probably, we said to ourselves, it's probably not the best time to enter that market. Uh, but instead we, uh, we definitely are serving the small business needs in our area right now through the paycheck protection program loans. And we're really excited to have participated in that. We're still participating in that. We're still booking loans every day uh, that are helping our small businesses uh, throughout Eastern Connecticut with that government program. But yeah, Core Plus is really uh, throughout the years just focused on the consumer. You know, we thought that, you know, that was really our niche and you can't be everything to everybody. And we want to be the best at what we do. So when it comes to serving members with home loans, auto loans, small signature personal loans, you know, those are things that we know how to do and we know how to do it better than anybody else. And, you know, and that was really some of that stuff. was a void in our community. You know, a lot of the, the big banks, you know, they don't want to do the small deals. They don't want to do the, you know, thousand dollar personal loan because somebody's refrigerator broke and they just don't have the money to buy a new one in cash. You know, so those are the types of loans that we do, and we do a lot of them, and we've done it well. Auto loans, uh, you know, really there's not a lot of, of, of banks that like to be in the auto loan business. You know, they like to, a lot of the banks like to be in the commercial business and serve the businesses, and they like to do residential mortgages. And, you know, we do a tremendous volume of auto loans. We do between 3 and $5 million worth of auto loans every single month. We have wow. partnerships with all of the local car dealers. And, uh, you know, it's not like the old days where people would come in and I need to buy a car loan. I'm going to apply, then I'm going to go shopping and I'll come back. No, it's everything's a one-stop shopping. So everybody does the car loan. You know, you go to the dealership, you pick out your car, you walk into the finance office and they hook you right up with Core Plus Credit Union right in the finance office. All your loan paperwork is completed there. And... You just get some correspondence from us in the mail regarding your loan. And then hopefully, uh, you know, we do a good job of, of bringing you in and uh, showing you the value of the credit union and then getting you a checking account and savings account and all of the other ancillary products that go along with that. So, you know, we really have done a good job over the years of focusing on the member that's just the regular consumer member that's helped us to get to where we're at today. And, you know, now I think that we've got the resources, we've got the scale where we can start doing a little bit more in helping to serve some of the smaller businesses in our community. So within the next year, be on the lookout for those type of services from core plus. Good. So, so, so it, it probably kind of an obvious question, but, but the, the business model of banking, I think a lot of people don't understand kind of where a bank makes their money. I mean, some of the banks seems like they make their money on, on fees and surprise charges, which obviously core plus doesn't. Um, but, but where, where does the, the revenue get made in, in, holding and giving interest and loans and, and whatnot. How's, yeah, how does that well, work? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, the the revenue model for financial institutions has trained has changed drastically over the years. You know, when I got into this business, like I said, you know, 25 years ago, it was a lot different. You know, there, you didn't have all of the, you had local competition. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have competition from every online lender all over the country and everybody trying to get your deposits from all over the country. So, you know, the spreads, the margin that, you know, we make between loans and, and deposits has really shrunk during the past 25 years, you know, to the point where, again, years ago, 
as a credit union, we always had deposit rates that were so much higher than any bank around. Our loan rates were so much lower than any bank around, and we still made a great spread on deposits. You know, fees weren't even a factor years ago. And, you know, nowadays the spreads are so tight, you know, our rates are going to be, you know, I think we're probably overall a little bit better, you know, the way we compare to many of our, our counterparts out there, but it's a lot tighter than it used to be. So, you know, how we make our money, obviously we make our money by uh, lending money. So the interest that we make on the loans, you know, that's our biggest source of revenue on our balance sheet right now. Uh, but when people deposit money at Core Plus, obviously we have to pay them interest for their deposits. We take that deposits that they, they make and we either lend it out or we invest it. If we lend it out, we make a better spread than we do on investments. The investment rates right now are, are very difficult in this environment with the you know, basically near zero rates. Uh, and then obviously financial institutions do make some money on fees. Fees are a part of every financial institution's balance sheet. It just depends on uh, uh, you know, how much. You know, we try not to gouge anybody because, again, our members are owners of the credit union. So our goal is not to fee anybody to death. But obviously, if somebody bounces a check, you know, and we have uh, losses associated with the overall you know, negative balances regard, you know, with regards to checks and things like that, we, you know, we do charge fees on, on things like that. And those fees definitely, uh, you know, help our bottom line as well. But, you know, again, with fees, we're not trying to be excessive. We're not trying to, you know, if somebody pays their credit card payment here at Core Plus uh, 30 seconds after the processing time. You know, we're not charging them massive late fees. You know, we have grace periods for our loans and things like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, here are some of those horror stories regarding fees out there. And, you know, that isn't, isn't the case at Core Plus. And that helps you not trying to maximize profits for shareholder value. And you're just trying no. to no, make sufficient profits for operation. That's all we're trying makes, to do. Makes a big difference. Um, now, you, you mentioned uh, about how there's there's expenses of like bounce checks and whatnot. Because I think um, a, a lot of people have the impression that that a check bouncing is just, you know, numbers on a sheet. And are, are there actually expenses incurred to the institution if somebody does bounce a check? Yeah. You know, we, I think probably the easiest way to maybe give an example is, you know, we all pay for the errors of, of others, right? So mm -hmm. you, you drive your car, you pay car insurance. You know, your car insurance rates are probably higher than they would be if you didn't have people that, you know, drove way over the speed limit, caused accidents, people that drink and drive, things like that. So, you know, with Core Plus, you know, even with your loans, you know, you're charged a probably a higher rate on your loan than you would if everybody paid on time and everybody paid back their full balance. You know, every single month, you know, we charge off loans that are uncollectible. And, you know, the dollar amounts of, of the loans that we charge off on a monthly basis, it would probably, uh, you know, sicken some people if they heard what the numbers are. It's just, you know, based on the scale of our portfolio, you know, you're talking oh, many, many thousands of dollars every single month is charged off in loans. You know, it's the same wow. thing for negative balances. You know, anytime you swipe your debit card and you get an authorization at the merchant, you know, we have to make sure that that charge is paid. If you do something in the meantime that causes your account to go negative, 
we still have to honor that charge. And we have to hope we can collect from you. And it's the same thing with a check. If you write a bad check, you know, in the hold, depending on how the hold processes work and everything, you know, we can still take losses on checks. Obviously, we have safeguards in place to prevent, hopefully, the majority of that from happening. But there is times that we take losses. So every single month, we charge off checking account balances, too. So, you know, we have to earn fee income to offset that. Otherwise, you know, we'd be out of business. That makes sense. Um, and, and we were talking before uh, before we went on, on the air, so to speak, uh, about mortgages. Um, and a lot, I think a lot of people hear about, especially during the mortgage crisis, for those who remember, you know, 2008, 9, 10, about people who would try to make deal with their mortgages or lost their job, whatever, and realize they didn't even know who held their mortgage. They didn't know who to call because um, it had been sold to this hedge fund or sold to this this entity or whatnot. Um, and, and that seems to be one of the advantages of working with a local institution is that you're, is you know who's dealing with the mortgage. But could you talk a little bit about how that works sort of behind the scenes and servicing versus funding and, and whatnot? Yeah, you know, it, it's, I can't stress that enough that, you know, people really should use a local financial institution. If it's not Core Plus, you know, any of the local banks or other credit unions here in Eastern Connecticut, hopefully it's Core Plus, but, you know, we all operate similarly when it comes to mortgage lending. Uh, you know, the, the money is local dollars that are are gotten from our depositors and they're, they're loaned out here locally back to the community. Uh, when you have an issue with your loan, uh, you know, you don't have to try to track down who your servicing has been sold to. You know, there's some people that we've talked to, their servicing is sold just about every single year and they're you know, they're confused. They've got to make their payments somewhere, you know, different addresses, six different times, and they've only had their loan six or seven years. Wow. And, you know, then if you need service, if you actually need to call somebody, you know, it's difficult to, to call and get help. And when you choose a local financial institution for your residential mortgage lending, uh, you know, the servicing generally stays with the financial institution. The servicing isn't sold, like the example that we just talked about. You know, you can actually speak to somebody and you can get service. And, you know, I think that's really important, especially uh, when times are a little bit tough. You know, like right now, for example, I spoke to somebody on the phone a couple weeks ago. You know, they had gotten, they actually got hurt. They broke their leg and, you know, wasn't, so they weren't out of work necessarily just due to the, the pandemic situation. But yeah, they got hurt and they wanted to see if, if the financial institution could work with them in some kind of a forbearance to allow them a couple months to get back, get healthy and get back to work so they could earn money. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't have the loan. So I was just advising the person. You know, we had other accounts with the individual. And, you know, I said, well, call your mortgage company, have a conversation. Communication is absolutely key. Uh and see what they can do for you. I know what we would do. You know, we would obviously help out. We would do some kind of a forbearance agreement, you know, and, and make it work. And, you know, the return phone call I got was, geez, they, they didn't want to help out. What they wanted to do was, you know, they said they could help me after my loan was, uh, I think, 60 days delinquent or something. Well, in the meantime, you ruined your credit. Uh, nobody's ever going to want to do business with you again for quite a while because you're showing mm -hmm. two, you know, 60 days late on your mortgage. So, you know, how is that helping somebody? That's not helping somebody. That's just, 
you know, a ridiculous set of, of rules. Uh, it's not showing the care and compassion that you get from a local financial institution. So, you know, I always stress to people, you know, sometimes it seems like it's very easy and you see all the ads on television at night, you know, hey, choose us. It's, it's simple. But, you know, when you really get down to the fine print, and you look at the fees and you look at how they're going to service your loan throughout the life of your loan. And, you know, are they going to be there when you have a problem? Are they going to know you personally? Uh, you know, probably not. And that's a little bit different with a local financial institution. You know, at Core Plus, you know, we've got the, the director of our mortgage lending program. Any of our members could get her on the telephone and get a return call within, you know, probably same day. You know, and that's the person that runs the mortgage lending at Core Plus. You know, if you call up a national lender, are you going to be able to speak to the key decision maker? I don't think so. It's not going to happen. So with local financial institutions, you know, you have access to the staff, you have access to caring and compassionate people that live and work in the same community that you do. And, you know, I, I think that's important and I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And, and that, that bank local concept, I think is, is tremendously important. You're right. You can't stress that enough. Um, both for that reason, you know, if you have issues with the mortgage, knowing there's someone there. Yeah, um, let's let's and, face it. We're all in this together. You know, yeah. Core Plus is a, a community partner. You know, we employ about 80 people that live and work and pay taxes in the community. You know, we may be a nonprofit. We don't pay income tax, but we still pay taxes on all of our properties, our buildings, our cars that we have. And so, you know, we're a community partner and. I think the shop local that we talk about for small businesses, it applies equally to the financial institutions in our area. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, people should be shopping locally for their mortgage, their car loan, their credit card, and the other, you know, any other financial needs that they have. It's also local businesses support the community in, in other ways. I know, you know, Core Plus is one of our, our sponsors of both Niantic Neighbors and Mystic Neighbors, um, which both those publications wouldn't exist without local businesses supporting them. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you sure you give back other ways, support other organizations with, yeah. with grants and donations. Well, absolutely. You know, we're really proud to support our local community. And, you know, we support our local community in many different ways. You know, it's not just the money aspect. Certainly, we make donations to a lot of the nonprofits throughout Eastern Connecticut to help support the good work that they do. And, you know, I could list many of them, but the list would be long. Uh, but, you know, our staff is also out there volunteering in the community. You know, it's not just uh, uh, the president, Nick Fortson, and I uh, that are out there doing uh, volunteerism in the community and being on different boards. It's a lot of our staff. You know, we have a lot of staff involved. There's always core plus people out at different community events. And, you know, like I said, we sit on boards throughout the community on the nonprofits. And, you know, we try to, to give back you know, through time and money. And I, I believe we actually met for the first time at a rotary meeting, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how we met. Yep. Yeah. Cause you're, yeah. I've been involved in rotary for, you know, it had a little bit of a broken time in my rotary. <laughs> you know, when I switched jobs, when I came to core plus, I, I wanted to really focus on my career and I gave it up for, I think two years. And then I went back, but I probably still have over 20 years with rotary. Wow. Uh, past president of the Waterford Rotary Club. 
and uh, currently sit on the board of the Waterford Rotary Club. So it's, Very a, nice. it's a great organization with the, the motto being service above self. And, and I'm certainly proud to be a Rotarian and contribute to the good work that they do in the community. Yeah, it's actually just uh, just as it's editing or producing the, the podcast uh, interview with uh, Ron Webb, who's going to be our, our governor for next year. So yeah, a lot of good work they do. And of course, Rotary couldn't do what they do without the support of organizations and local businesses like Core Plus and other local businesses who donate and support and volunteer. And Yeah, and you know, we certainly allow our, any employee that wants to join the Rotary, any of the local Rotary clubs, you know, we, we allow them the time out of work and, and, you know, certainly support the financial obligation on that as well. So it's a, it's a great service organization, and I'm proud to be a, a Rotary member. Yeah. And and just talking about you know local financial institutions, I've always had the this rule of thumb, and I, I don't know when I came up with it, but I've, for as long as for my whole adult life, followed it to never bank anywhere that I can't get to their headquarters in an afternoon drive, um, and that and that has kept me out of trouble and uh, solved solved problems many, many times as I've had challenges in my entrepreneurial career. Well, I, I agree with you. I think that's a, a smart way of, of thinking, you know, and for many of the examples we talked about this morning in this interview, you know, it's the access to, you know, the people that you need to talk to, the decision makers, uh, and, you know, the good work that you're doing in supporting a, a local business. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have your paycheck deposited to whether it be one of the local banks or a credit union, you know, you're helping to keep that cycle going of, of shop local and contributing to keeping our local economy strong. So I yeah. applaud you for that. And, you know, and then when you need it, you know, the financial institution the most, you know, you know that you're only a phone call or it's just a short drive away. And I, I think there's so many times when, when the solution's simple, if you can just talk to someone like, like you're talking about the, the, the person who, who got injured and has a mortgage issue. And it's it's fairly simple for a an institution to say, okay, we're going to take these two months, we're going to put them on the end of your loan. And and now it's predictable for you. You can you can account for it. And it's not just, oh, miss some payments. We'll see what happens. We'll throw it up in the air. It's better for everyone when you can have that conversation. Oh, and, sure is. But you got to be able to have that conversation. Yeah, sure is. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of conversations, we're coming to the end of the time for ours, but uh, I just want to give you a chance to, if you have any final closing remarks before we, we go, go ahead. Well, I just want to thank you for your time this morning. I enjoyed talking to you and enjoyed sharing uh, a little bit about Core Plus and what we do and what I think makes us a, a great local financial institution. And I just, uh, again, want to encourage the listeners of this podcast to, uh, you know, use a local financial institution. Uh, again, not only for the, the selfish reasons that it's going to benefit you personally uh, when you need assistance and you get more personalized service, but it helps our local community. It really helps our, us to be community strong, and it takes uh, everybody to, to do that. So thank you very much today, Michael. I appreciate it. It was nice talking to you. Thank you. Those are some great, great closing words. I appreciate your time on the show. Okay, thank you. I'm honored to count Core Plus Credit Union among our partners and sponsors in both Niantic Neighbors and Mystic Neighbors magazines. I'm also honored to count myself among their members. Their commitment to their community and service to their members are exemplary. 
I always say that I only want to bank at an institution where I can reach the headquarters in an afternoon drive. Even better if it's the kind of place where I can pick up the phone and get in touch with someone who can help me with my problem, rather than call a call center where they'll take a message and have a supervisor call me back. I don't want a supervisor. I want a solution. And that's what the local financial institutions can provide. Mystic Neighbors and Niantic Neighbors each reach over 3,800 homeowners every month with positive community content, featuring local families, community events, ways to get involved, photos of local pets, and fun activities for kids. Core Plus sponsors our magazines because they wanted to show their commitment to our community while also building their name in the community. To learn more for your business, visit www.guywhonowsaguy.com and click the calendar icon to schedule a quick 10-minute phone call. If you have questions, comments, feedback on the show, email michael at guywhonowsaguy.com. The Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast is produced and hosted by Michael Whitehouse. Our theme song is composed by Patrick Howard of Four Unicorns Design. Other music and sound effects are from Benjamin Harvey Design by way of freesound.org and bensound.com. Special thanks to Pat Helmers of Habanero Media for all the great advice he gave me on relaunching the show. Find me on the web at www.guywhonowsaguy.com. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash theguywhonowsaguy. Please share links to this show with friends you think would enjoy it. This is Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, reminding you that it's not what you know, it's who you know, and how much you are willing to help them. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.